and welcome back to the Restricted View podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris. And I am Deborah. But you all know that already, of course. Yes, because you've been listening to us for two years now, nearly. Well, no, a year and a bit. With a bit of a, with a break in the middle. No, with probably is two years. Yeah, well, no. a long time. Long time. A while, a while. Episode, what, 20 or 20, 36, something like that? Yeah, total. which is a lot. It's surprising that it's kept going. <laughs> yes, it is. It's, it is it's surprising, but also it's a good achievement. Well, yeah. done, well done, us. Yes. And well done, you, for listening. So uh, this week, as I believe we mentioned last last week, we do have a um, another review for you. Yeah. Uh, Deborah did actually mention today that we seem to be doing nothing but reviews at the moment, which is true. But uh, it's because there's a lot of shows coming out. We're seeing a lot of shows. Yeah. And we constantly fall behind. Even We finally catch up and then we see another three shows in a week and we're behind again. Yep, that's exactly what happens. Um, and this one is actually, I guess, a pleasant one to do because I felt that recently we, well, I guess we broke that uh, that streak of uh, not so good reviews with um, Glass Menagerie. But I felt like we were doing re- reviews that were all kind of middle of the road too, too bad. So is that a spoiler for your opinion on this? Yeah, this I think this is, a, this is a pleasant one to review. Not necessarily that it's a, it's like five stars to any ovation, but obviously we don't do star rating, so it doesn't really matter. But it's, um, you know... Yeah, we'll not do our star rating at the end, please. Get the order right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I said it wasn't that, though. Uh, but it's just a fun one to do, I guess. Uh, and it is Beauty and the Beast. Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Disney's Beauty and the Beast at the London Palladium. Yes. Uh, and if you've um, heard us talk about Disney musicals before, you will know that uh, we usually don't love them. Yeah. There you. Yeah, exactly. Well, yes. I mean, I think I've, I'm pretty sure I uh, had um, uh, Lion King in my in my top five most overrated Oh, I definitely uh, did. It, was it my top, like top overrated musical? Might have been yours. Yeah, Frozen. We gave three stars too. We both enjoyed it, but definitely nothing to write home about. Uh, Aladdin. We saw uh, the days before the podcast, but we definitely were very unimpressed. Uh, yes, um, that was probably it. Probably a two star. Aladdin. Aladdin yeah. You know, probably, it was a long time ago. You actually, you actually saw it twice. Yeah, um, because for my sins. Because we even go back to see shows we didn't like a second time sometimes. Well, it was just because it fell exactly into that um, that uh, um, le- almost language independent because anyone can go to those yeah. since they're a Disney show. So I took my parents to see Aladdin the second time. Exactly. And they, yeah. did, they did enjoy it. So, you know, yeah. what do we know? But uh, um, so Beauty and the Beast is at the London Palladium until the 17th of September. But it's continuing on to tour after that. So it's going to Bristol after that until November. And then it's going to Dublin until January. From twenty fourth of November till the eighth of January. Yes, and so even though it's having a good, dec- a good long, uh, decent couple of months run in London's West End, it is is actually as Deborah just said, a touring production. Yes, and lots mm-hmm. of has toured around the UK up to now. One of our regular listen- listeners, Heggers, has in fact already seen it. Yes, and uh, really, really liked it and asked us. Uh, and it was was asked me what I thought about it, that, um, but uh, we haven't seen it yet. But hadn't seen it yet. But now we have. Now we have. Yeah. So uh, so now I'll explain to you, Heggers, why you're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the, or not? Maybe. So I... <laughs> so as you know, uh, with Disney tickets uh, in general, the Disney shows tickets uh, can be quite pricey, and uh, we were a bit reluctant to pay lots and lots of money for it. But uh, we used Disney Day seats uh, for this as well as for Frozen, if you remember. Uh, and they were really, really worth it. We paid £25 to sit in the um, dress circle. Yep. And they were great seats. And Disney Day t- seats have slightly changed how they do it. Now, at mo- yes. Monday at 10am, they release the week's shows. So it's not daily at 10am. Yeah. All the week's tickets are released at I actually prefer that. On Monday. Because uh, yes. you can plan for the rest of the week. And if you're not in London, it's a bit easier to plan as well. Exactly. I do. I, I agree. I think it is better. Um, so, Beauty and the Beast, uh, obviously, you know, it's based on the movie. <laughs> um, yep. Some additional songs, some slightly altered plot points. Um, mm-hmm. I think mostly for ease of staging, yeah. know, for ch- trans- translating, the, translating the medium, um, possibly just some that, that redeemed improvements, you know, because it was written a few years after the uh, the, the, the film. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the cast is, um, so Courtney Stapleton leads as Belle. Mm-hmm. Um, I unfortunately think she was a bit poor, flat at times. Um, she wasn't always in tune as us music musicians like to say i think um, she was um, and, uh, she was far too melodramatic and her like her her, her gesticulating was absurd at times like, i thought i thought she was a good bell uh, and i thought she was quite likable uh, but i do think the vocals uh, were a little bit off yeah. but i don't have the i don't have the uh, music term words to describe them but i think they were a little bit off sometimes i couldn't hear what she was saying sometimes and sometimes she was very loud 
um yeah. you know i i i do that too um but yeah um, but it's it's not not on stage but i did think she was quite i did think she was likable as bell and i yeah, thought yeah, she, she was a convincing bell yeah she played the role well but she just she just i just she just wasn't yeah she just didn't sing it properly as mm. far as i'm concerned um shaq taylor i would say he was he was beast yeah i think he was mostly good he, i think he struggled to impress vocally during um the um uh as for, well, for the for for uh, to use the musical term for the you know the the recitativo seco sections, the dialogue sections. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I hope I pronounced that right. But basically, the the sections that are kind of um that are drier, which is what seco literally means, mm-hmm. and kind of uh, um, less less uh, rhythmically certain. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I thought trying to use trying to use uh, um, fancy words. No, I'm, yeah. trying, I'm trying to use fancy, fancy, a combination of fancy and also completely non-fancy words. To me, it was just like I thought he was pretty decent. I quite liked his voice as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's um, when he, I think he, when he was able to perform a full number, he actually did have a good voice. Yeah, I liked his voice. I think he was a good, uh, a good beast. Yeah. No, I think he was overall pretty decent. Tom Senior played um, Gaston. I did like his characterization and deliveries, but my goodness, his voice did not suit. Gaston whatsoever. I think it's because you have this expectation of Gaston. You, as in you, Chris, not like you, the people, uh, have this expectation of Gaston's voice hey, to be really proper baritone. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You should. Well, I don't <laughs> mind. I think I think it really. I think it worked, and I think um, Tom Senior did a really good job as Gaston, and the numbers were great. Yeah, so I said his really character. Did. I said his characterization was good, and mm-hmm. I liked I, I liked him um, in, in in overall, but yeah. um, but. Uh, I just think, um, yeah, his voice is just. I mean, I think, yeah, Richard White, who plays him in the Disney film, has the most tremendous baritone voice. Like what a proper baritone! And as a baritone myself, who had to spend a lar- spend a large point part of his life pretending he was a tenor, um, because I can't. I'm kind of like on the. I was on the cusp, but uh, as a lot of baritones are, <laughs> but, uh, but I couldn't do those proper high notes that a real tenor can. And that's so. So, so I have a great appreciation for real proper proper baritone roles mm. um, that really let a baritone soar and perform well without having to sing uncomfortable you know, line, um, notes that they effectively can't actually sing. Yeah, you know? sure. I um, get that. And Gaston is a tremendously good baritone role. And I don't even know what Tom Senior is. I don't know if he, if he, if he is a tenor. Or, I, mean, I think he probably is. I think he's probably like me. Judging, mm. I think he's probably a baritone who has spent some of his life pretending to be a tenor. <laughs> That's my <laughs> suspicion. Um, but his chest voice just doesn't resonate the way Gaston's should for me. I think he was fine. <laughs> um, After all those uh, technical terms, I'm just like, yeah, he was fine. Well, um, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a similar, similar problem I had with Luke Evans. But Luke Evans didn't look the part either, in my opinion. At least Thomas Senior looked the part. He's he a, he a, very much looked the part. Um, yeah. He's a he's a he's a big strong lad, and uh, he and he he plays that he plays it up well. Yeah, know? he definitely does. He's not afraid to make fun of himself. <laughs> Which is all good, um, yeah. No, no, he had a good voice. I just didn't. I just wouldn't have cast him because yeah. because um, because this doesn't say to me. I don't didn't didn't even, if I close my eyes when he's singing. I'm not hearing Gaston. Sure, sure. If that makes sense. Anyway, we also have Gavin Lee as Lumiere, who, who I will uh, pick out of all the furniture because <laughs> I think he's kind of leading uh, leading us and leading Belle into the castle in many ways. Of course, yeah. and I and he does such a good job. You can see how comfortable he is, and he's just kind of a. A triple threat kind of guy he he was doing the dancing and the tap dancing and um be our guest and he was singing and acting so uh it was fun to watch and i also just want to highlight the fact that the uh, opening sequence of beauty and the beast um is narrated by um the one and only angela lansbury <laughs> in the theater which was a lot of fun to see Absolutely. Um, yes. I, is that uh, do you want to pick out in particular in the cast? I, I it's a it's a big cast. Exactly, uh, yeah. We can we can go like everyone was great. Uh, Louis Stockhill playing Lefou was falling like nobody else. Oh yes. Uh, I've never seen anyone else fall over quite that well and convincingly. Good, good so, pratfalls. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was overall uh, competent cast. I think. Yeah. Yeah, overall pretty pretty decent. Uh, directing was by Matt West, who is the original choreographer of the original production. Oh, really? And now director as well. Um, so I guess he had a lot of history with the show and mm-hmm. he was able to kind of do, uh, really able to bring his vision together. Yeah, um, and he's the choreographer as well, as far as I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was the original choreographer, but now he's director and choreographer of this production. And I thought he did a really excellent job. I think he brought everything together to be, and this is kind of, 
Um, I suppose make more, this will make more sense after we've gone through everything, I guess, but this, this really is the job of the director. I think he managed to bring everything together to make a production that is ultimately greater than the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is kind of the theme, basically, for this review from, from my angle. No, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the set was Stanley A. Meyer. Yeah, so I was uh, pleasantly surprised by the set. Uh, I usually have a, a bit of a problem with Disney sets in general because I find them quite plain. I find that they are, and I think maybe this also falls into that category a little bit. It's just like they're, they're so confident that it will be a success because Disney musicals usually tend to bring crowds in uh, that they don't really have to think too hard. So they're usually just colorful panels and like screens and that's it. I think this one, there was, a, there was more to it. It's quite a bit more to it. So the castle was quite interesting. I quite liked, I don't know what they were, but um, in the castle, you know, those things that came down from the ceiling to make it look like they were... Um, they were just, just they were just two, two, 2D panels, essentially, that were kind of, um, they, they were kind of decorated stone, but they were mm-hmm. they were generic looking enough on purpose that they could be repurposed into ban- um, banisters, yeah. uh, pillars. Yeah kind of flying buttresses but they and, also and used they were also used to kind of uh, separate the stage and divide it sometimes yeah they yeah they were used, so exactly. they had lots of uses they were basically any work any piece of stonework in the castle that they needed to be mm, uh-huh. because they rotated you know basically 180 degrees they they could they could be go up and down they, they could do they, yeah. they pretty good but that I, was clever. I thought the set was very impressive i think um one of you, you said it, you said it felt like it was um what was you said you said um Oh, I can't remember the wording you used, but but, I, but the thing, whatever it was the main the main point you made, I think one of the reasons for that it felt that way is, um, it was it was I found it was quite very interactive. Yeah. Right. The, the, the oh yeah, the, the, the never felt. Uh, I don't know if that's what I said, but it never felt flat. So it felt like the characters were interacting with the stage at all times. Because I also found that lots of Disney uh, sets are quite flat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even when like there was a point when Belle and Gaston, I think, are just walking in the field, and that's the only time that's like it's just them on stage and the the background. Yeah. And yeah. even then, it, it didn't bother me because they were walking in a kind of in a field. In, in and the it, field. And, and it juxtaposes fine. with when the stage is exactly, busier. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You can't have the stage super busy and full all the time. Yeah. And they used like the they use some tricks to kind of create the wolves and like the uh, the, the the second screen, you know, like the mesh yeah, the mesh yeah, screen yeah. and all that. So that was, was the effects. That was cool. And the Belle, Belle and her father's house is basically a two D cut out which is actually has some a little bit of charm to it um, yes. but even that piece then um uh, during uh, Gaston's romance uh, like his sense when he's romancing Belle it has uh, it's, it's, in, it's interactive you know mm-hmm. he, he he hits he, he makes things move on it he jumps through the window of it he he make he uh, yeah, he makes things fall down. It's you know, even though it's two D, it's it's still implemented in such a way that it's charming rather than silly looking, and and again, it's still fully interactive. Um, I think that's also due to the fact that they have a, an illusion designer uh, yeah. helping making the make the stage what it is and make the show what it is, which is a uh, who's um, Jim Steinmeier his mm-hmm. name, and I think that really adds to it because they did make more like more um, of an effort. Yeah. To yeah, make the, things the, magical. The illusions from from Steinmeier are very good. They're they're very quick. Look, they look like mm-hmm. actual magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do, yeah. Um, definitely assisted in great part by the lighting by Natasha Katz, which I think was a very high quality overall. It was very colourful and lively mm-hmm. for that good for that you know for that Disney feel, um, but also moody and atmospheric as needed. It was very good at drawing the eye, um, yes. for the illusions, um, to have the best possible impact. Um, I also really liked the use of the, the kind of the, the, she had a, she she really used a lot of high, a contrast of, you know between light and dark. Mm-hmm. If it was a movie, you'd compliment the HDR. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it was HDR in real life. We had a very varied, very varied lighting um, with lots of lots of uh, and always bright as well as Chris just said. Like a Disney film should be uh, always with bright colors, but even when it's didn't, even, even the dark and even moody the dark. was still bright, and yeah. yet it was ominous. It was it was it was well done. Yeah, it was very well very done. well balanced. Um, and sound. it suited the uh, the show, right? Yes, and for sound we have John Shivers. Who I actually thought did a good job. I can remember um, not struggling with the with sound design. Like usually, it happens a lot. As you, if you've been listening to the podcast, you will know that we found quite a lot of uh, trouble. Like we had quite a lot of trouble in the theater yeah, recently. So I think it was mostly good. There were definitely times when the balancing did need adjustment, mm-hmm. um, as it seems to be the case always. always. But um, you know, apart from that, it was it was actually it was it was good, and there were quite a few moments where sound effects were used that were really spot on in, yeah, terms, yeah. Of t- in terms of timing and judgment. Like a lot of things that really could have gone wrong, um, you know, that that was done. Like um, Gaston uh, flicks a coin, 
mm-hmm. at one point with a nice, nice, nice uh, metal flick sound. Um, that's just one example. There were a lot. There were a lot of sound effects that needed to be, you know, on cue, spot mm-hmm. on, and they were. Even I think the uh, they probably highlighted the clinking of the of the glasses and stuff I like want, that. Yeah, so so there were times when I was looking and I was like, those glasses didn't connect properly. Yes. Like they connect visually, but I'm like, I was I was like, yeah, that that's. I, I basically I just spent some of that song of Gaston's song trying to work out to what extent the clinking was 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 an effect and to what extent I it think was it was real. an effect mostly. I also had that qu- like question mark over it. So the thing is, if it was an effect, it was done in brilliantly well yeah <laughs> <laughs> and if it wasn't an effect it was all it was done brilliantly. it was done, it was well, done well yeah regardless it, but there were times when like only two people clinked rather than everybody and i was like it doesn't look like that that wasn't a good connect like don't get me wrong they connect it, it, they connected and like so that the so that the audio effect matches the visual but i'm i'm not believing that, that sound came from that clink yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you would you would hear that if it was a small room if they yeah. people clink glasses right but not in a like theater yeah unless exactly. they were very special unless they, they were they, the tankers were like percussion instruments or something you know, oh they're like microphones inside or something I, like that I, I, that's, <laughs> a lot, that's a lot of microphones but um but anyway anyway it doesn't matter the point is overall there were actually a lot of sound um there was actually a lot of sound finesse mm-hmm. that needed to be done, which was done brilliantly. Yeah, it was so very the well slight balancing issues in the orchestra you can totally forgive. I think it was very. I think overall, good, very good sound. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think uh, lastly of these um, more technical uh, aspects, we have Anne Hold Ward mm-hmm. as costume designer. Yep. And I think she delivered with everything that you expect to see when you go see a Disney show. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, only, the only thing I've written down, as always, for costumes is very impressive. But obviously, she did have a cheat sheet. She did, yes, she did, and like, but you can't really deviate from that. I feel with Disney shows, like you, you really, um, for I think for ad, for I mean, I say adults. For some adults, it would be fine to deviate. I think for some, uh, the nostalgia element would speak louder, and they would want to just see what they're used to. Um, I think it was clever. I think it was clever how they kind of worked around to making people look like furniture a little bit. Uh, so I think it was well done, but I agree with you. She was obviously there was, she she was limited to how uh, creative she could be. I think her creativity probably comes more from making the pieces work as different things, because obviously in an animated version, or uh, it, uh, you don't need you, you don't need costume to make uh, I don't know Mrs. Spots or, or something. You know? So she she had she kind of used clever things to make to make the characters look as they should. Mm-hmm. That's true, actually. I say she had a cheat sheet, but you're quite right. For the furniture and whatnot, obviously, it's actually the opposite. She actually has a massive problem she has to solve. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is how to make humans look like animated furniture. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, actually, for as for half the, half of them were probably easy. But, yeah, the other half, you're right, were, were actually probably quite tough. Mm. So, yeah, I think overall, very good. Yeah. The furniture pieces are, 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 are do look great, in fairness. Yeah, I enjoy seeing them, too. <laughs> um, so, overall thoughts. What did we actually think? Well, we mentioned, I think it's greater than some of its parts. Um, you know, I mean, uh, having said that, we, spoke, we did give you know pretty high praise to the sound, the lighting, um, and to, to certainly to some of the actors. And no, no one, like, you know, I spoke harshly about Courtney Stapleton's vocals performance to some extent, but she wasn't terrible or anything. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it all comes together, though, ultimately, in my opinion, to be um, to be better as it better than some of its parts. It is, it is, a really, it is a really, really good show and probably the best Disney show I've ever seen. I agree with that. I definitely agree. It's the best Disney show I've ever seen. Um, if we, do we consider Mary Poppins to be a Disney show? No. Okay, so... She hasn't got a princess. Okay. Hey, Mary Poppins is a princess. She's not. She's from Hogwarts. It's not the same thing. There's a whole theory that Mary Poppins is from Hogwarts. Uh, Okay, I missed that Reddit thread. Yeah, so I think it's the best one I've seen. It's definitely better than Lion King, in my opinion. I find Lion King extremely overrated. It's better than Frozen, uh, but that could just be... uh, Well... To me, it's generational. I think obviously, no, I grew up in the stage show is not as impressive as this. But it, it, I agree, and I think this one has better music as well. I think there's more songs that I that are more recognizable and just nicer than Frozen. Frozen has let it go. Obviously, it has a, a couple of others that are really. Yeah, big. I think you're right. I think Beauty and the Beast came out at a time when Disney just kind of always had really good music. Yeah, and Frozen kind of came out uh, as to stop kind of this this downward spiral. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, we're pun- um, Tangled, Tangled, Tangled yeah. actually did that job. Hey, controversial, controversial opinion. Tangled is better than Frozen. It is better, than, Fro- it is better <laughs> than Frozen. And it has better music. And I, I don't know why it didn't blow up in the same way. Mm. You know, it just didn't. But um, Tangled and Frozen, you know, ultimately kind of stopped a, a kind of decline to mediocrity. 
from 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 uh, Disney. Disney, yeah. Um, whereas Being the Beast, if I think Being the Beast would have been would have been the revolution that Frozen was had it come out at the same time. I think musically, I mean, it has some great numbers. You know, obviously, I actually don't particularly care for the main, the title song Being the Beast that much. I think mm-hmm. it's a bit it's a bit meh for me. But um, but it has other great numbers. You know, Gaston's yeah. song is great. Kill the Beast is great. Um, I'm trying to think what else there is. Uh, oh, um, uh, the Bell's opening song. Is yeah, the opening song is great. It's great, yeah. Provincial yeah. Life, or it's called. I don't know what it's actually called, but yeah. it's a great song. Um, yeah, they're really good. Um, so, uh, yeah, so musically it is pretty strong. There are some new songs. Um, one of them, To Be Human Again, I know is actually a deleted scene from the movie. Hmm. Um, I've heard people say it was written for the show. It was not. It, okay. it was. Uh, it is not accurate. It was. It was. I have seen the scene. It's a good song too. Hmm. Um, be our guest. Oh, be our guest. Be our guest. Obviously, the biggest one of the biggest and the one oh people gosh. were clearly waiting for. That went on so. It long. was a very long number, and I thought it was going to end the first act. It had, it had can cans. It had tapped. Oh my! Yeah, how did that not? Yeah, was, I don't understand how it didn't end the first act. The first act is actually significantly longer than the second act. Of this it's, it's weirdly balanced. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, so it's it's yeah, so it is it is ultimately uh, very very you know mu- musically very strong, and the illusions in this in this production were incredibly strong as well. Yeah, you know the, be- the human turning into a beast and turning back again was all handled very very well. It's it's it, they 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 kept they continuously as I said draw the eye away from where the magic's going to happen, mm-hmm. so that you you tr- it tricked your brain just into thinking it happened before your eyes. Even yeah, it probably didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Mister Classic Classic Misdirection. But um, I did overall very much enjoy it. Like some of the, I mean, like you know, we mentioned "Be Our Guest" or or um, the song Gaston's song as well. Like just incredible visual spectacles, lots of lots of phenomenal dancing. Yeah, I love Gaston's song. It was just great. "Be Our Guest" kept going every time I thought it was going to end. It just kept going. It was incredible. Uh, so yeah, I agree with that. And I was just uh, looking up here, uh, just out of curiosity, that "Beauty and the Beast" actually came out in 1992. Yeah. And it's very much kind of the uh, the. Um, uh, re-emergence of Disney as a Disney Renaissance, as they call yeah, it. it is. Yeah, so so this we have we have Little Mermaid and we have Beauty and the Beast. So like this is the Lion mood, King, the, the, Lion King, yeah, exactly. And the, these are the ones that we we would have grown up with. Yeah, and these right? are all the ones that now, well, except for Frozen, are the ones that make up all the West End shows, right? That is very true. Yeah, apart from Little Mermaid, that might be a bit difficult. Uh, ah, I'm sure you could do something. <laughs> It'll happen one day. It will happen one day. Yes. They're, they're doing a live action movie now, so you never know. Yeah. If anyone there um, watches Only Murders in the Building, you will remember that the theatre director guy wanted to do a mermaid show on, the, in, well, didn't, but, on Broadway and it did but, not work but, out. But not the Little Mermaid musical, I take it. No, it wasn't, but it was basically, but it basically was kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and, you know, that's kind of his downfall. So anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. So I, I think it's my favorite one. I like Beauty and the Beast as a story, despite its problems. Obviously, nowadays we look at we look back at Disney stories and we're like, oh, this is a little bit problematic. But uh, nostalgia, nostalgia wise, it's worth. It's worth mentioning. Sorry, finish what you're saying. I think it's just like I I kind of um, still it still works to some extent, Um, and it's just well, the 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 only problematic issue in Beauty and the Beast is is that um, is is the whole Stockholm syndrome thing, right? But I do think they they the, the stage show actually does improve upon that. Mm-hmm. Um, he they they their first of all their relationship actually builds over time. There's this whole subplot of him teaching her of the of of uh, Bell. Oh, I thought it was going to be teaching him to read, but actually she doesn't. She just teaches. She reads the stories to him, yeah. which I thought was a bit odd. I thought I guess maybe it's, maybe it's implied he's learning to read throughout. You know. I think he starts process. reading afterwards as well a little bit. I can't, but, yeah. anyway, but but basically he the she introduces him to the whole concept of, st- of escapism basically yeah. in fiction. Yeah. Um he say he has a, he has a brief monologue about how he didn't understand he didn't he never knew stories could do this to you. Um so she they do have this you know he he gives the library to her and then in, in the film and that's just the kind of it. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost mm-hmm. like a bribe. Whereas in I the, mean... in, the, in this um in this then she's actually kind of saddened to hear that he never he didn't learn to read properly yeah um, yeah because he because he has all these books that he never read yeah and to her that's just bizarre because she only has a she only has access to a few books in the beginning yeah. of the story and it's actually even kind of reiterated that when she goes to, to i think it's she, kind of a she rereads the same she books. rereads the same books because that's all they have you yeah. know so it's just it's a nice little um moment and, and it goes on for quite some time as well mm-hmm. they're, actually, their they're actually on stage reading together in the background for quite a prolonged period of time mm-hmm. there's there's a significantly greater build-up of their relationship um and 
and I'm trying to remember why because was that the only thing that made the Stockholm syndrome hit less? Because I because it, it, I thought there was. He tells her to go as well. I can't remember if that he, happens he does, in the original no, he one. He does, yeah. He t- yeah. he always tells her to go. Yeah. Um, but uh, oh, I'm trying. I I I don't know. But it it, it, could, it could also just be subtle little changes, little you know other subtle changes that I can't put my finger on. But overall, it doesn't feel as kidnappy. <laughs> no, know? it feels it feels a little less kidnappy than the original, yeah. definitely. Yeah, <laughs> like it feels it feels because um it feels you know he imprisons the father and then essentially for trespassing, which you know is isn't you know it's a bit of extreme, but but it is what it is, and then it's almost contractual. The 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 chain, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The way that he did, they they swap places. Yes, and I yeah. think I think that's the other thing. He he um he uh. In the film, I think Lumiere and Cogsworth to, to tell it, say, you know, give her a proper room mm-hmm. rather than the prison. I think he thought of it and he says, do you want to stay here? Then fall, and if not, follow me. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, um, and also, I think, uh, you know, with, you know, with a, an, an adult, an, you know, it's an adult take on it to be like, oh, it's Stockholm Syndrome. But it's an even more adult take on it than to be able to think, yeah, but Beast wants to not be a beast anymore. And this is his only way out. Yes, you also kind of have to think of that as well. Like I, w- I was trying to think of that and focus on that a little bit when I was um, seeing the show, yeah. and how like he's this is he's Could- looking at this woman and she's his only like his last chance to potentially not be that forever, and not just yeah. him, everyone else who lives in the house. And he's given up hope in the film entirely. It is completely the um, the furniture's. Uh, idea the house staff's idea that she could be the one, mm-hmm. whereas he actually does vocally think that. Yeah, um, yeah, from yeah. the start in this. Yeah. Um. So I think that's it. He's yes, he's doing wrong by her, but but he's acting selfishly. He's acting acting in a self interested way, but um, you know, to a certain extent, understandably. Mm. You know, he doesn't actually want to, his his goal isn't to hurt her or to deprive even deprive her of her freedom. His goal is to break the spell. Yeah, yeah, and not just for himself, even though it is selfish and self interested, as you said, but it's also for the rest of the staff. Yes, because I think there is a, there is this guilt as well that you know yeah. they are they are like that because of him. Because there should was, be, yeah, yeah, that most likely is, and yeah, exactly, quite right. Um, and therefore, I do think as a result, it isn't problematic in the same way that some other Disney older Disney stories mm, are. Mm. I mean, I guess the other problematic thing is you could argue is Gaston's behavior, but Gaston's behavior is not endorsed. Like no, he, he's 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 yeah. Like you, it's not a problem to you can't you can you can depict unpleasant men. Mm-hmm. You know he 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 loses ultimately because of it. He does. Yeah. I've always been a secret Gaston fan. I do like Gaston, <laughs> but well, the thing is, actually, I found he came across in this a bit worse. Maybe I haven't seen the film in a long. You know, well. Oh, he comes across worse in this definitely. I oh, he think. does. Okay, good. I think he does. Good. Yeah. Well, I don't. Again, as as much as like, same it, as you, I haven't seen the film in a long time. But I, he does come across as worse in his sexism and the way exactly. he talks to Belle. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, I it's, so. uh, there's some of it that is a little less played for. Obviously, played for for laughs. Uh, a lot of the time but like if it's a little bit more serious there's more of it maybe just in this you know with their modern sensibilities they didn't want to play them for laugh they wanted to kind of not play it for laughs so much that if mm-hmm. he says it he says it and that's yeah, you know, yeah 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 you know don't shy away from the fact that he's like that but don't play it for laughs maybe but regardless um of uh, um i found that uh in the original film you see i kind of i do feel a bit sorry for gaston because because um insofar as if you find out that this monster lives, in, you know, down the road from you, you, I, I can, I understand his logic and wanting to kill it. I think the reason, I think, I'm not sure. Again, I'm not sure in the original what's his reasoning because in this, it kind of they make it look as if he's just doing it for fun, because he can kill the biggest monster. Yeah, exactly. Whereas in the film, not yeah, because in, the monster in, is in, a in the threat. Film, when he sees the beast, obviously the, the magic mirror doesn't show us anything in yeah. the stage show. When he sees the magic mirror, he does. He's like his. It's, it's, it's well animated, I guess. His face expression changes mm-hmm. dramatically from for, uh, into what the oh my god, what is that? Yeah, but we in this, kill that, but in know? this, in this, I think I remember thinking this at the time. They kind of play it to be like oh. He's actually um, just doing it because he wants to, sh- to show people that he is the strongest and the best. Yeah, well, yeah. I think I think he has sounder motivations in the film, personally. Yeah, but I think it, I think it makes I think it makes more sense to make yeah. him to make him less likable in that sense. In this, it makes sense because otherwise you get the, you know you, you get people like me who are like, no, Gaston wasn't too bad really. But um, <laughs> it's but just because his song is fun. That's why you think that. I also I, I just I just I just I think he's a bit hard done by in the film. I don't think he deserves to die. I'm always, I was always sad when Gaston died. Chris, he says women shouldn't read. 
He says in the film actually as he well. He does, yeah. yeah he's fine. just he's just un- he's, he's just uneducated. He's a he's an uneducated, uneducated man of his time and and, no. and all that. <laughs> no, no, he's right. He doesn't sort of die for saying it, does he? <laughs> I actually was very disappointed. Cause obviously, Deborah reads a lot, as you may know, and I was very disappointed when we were in Disney World that I actually said to Gaston. I, I was a bit disappointed in the actor playing him because I thought he should know his character better. I said to him, "So I've got a problem, Gaston." This my my this is Deborah. She she she's always reading. Um, yes. you know, what do you have any advice? And he said he said his answer was, "Oh, as long as she reads books about me, it's okay." And I was like, well, I, don't know. "I think I, it's I, well. <laughs> I think this is a. I agree. It's a little disappointing as an adult, but I think they. I think they have things they can and cannot say. And I yeah, assume yeah. that Gaston just not is not allowed to say don't read to children because <laughs> that's such a bad message. You no know, one else could hear. It was our it was our photo shoot with him. No, I know, but it's easier if he. It's easier if he just applies the same rule to yeah, everyone, yeah, sure, right? Because sure, sure. otherwise he kind of you know it's a bit harder for the actor. But anyway, point is, uh, Gaston <laughs> is is more of a villain in this, which I think probably does work. Um, yeah, and, I think it does. And um, the other subtle change, there are other subtle changes. There's a subplot added of the how the the how the the, the furniture, you know, Lumiere, Cogsworth, etc., are progressively turning into into what into. Um, I thought that was always the case. No, that's not. It. No, no, no. The whole thing about Cogsworth getting a wind up on the back that's that's all new. Mm. Is to add this ticking clock element, maybe because you can't see the petals and the rose properly. They don't right, actually yeah, yeah. talk about that very much. So there's an, instead, Cogsworth um, comes in at one point and he's, he's turned into more of a clock. Um, also adds to the sense that it's quite important that they fall, the two of them fall in love to yes. reverse the spell. That's instead. what I'm saying, the timer. Yeah, yeah exactly. it, it, it adds to the urgency of, of, that, yeah. of beasts. Um, why, why he acts the way he acts. The, you know, it's it's quite urgent. It's quite immediate. It needs to be done soon. Yeah. You know, it's not obviously he's keeping a prisoner, but it also kind of adds to the. <laughs> but he's not. He doesn't keep a prisoner for very long. He even no, says when no. he lets her go, "You haven't been my prisoner for a long time," which maybe you should have said that. But yep. <laughs> but, but in his head, maybe she never was a prisoner. I don't know. Look, you can you can you can you can look at it in whatever way you want, I guess. But overall, basically, they have made subtle changes which um, dramatically improve it. As I said, the ticking clock aspect of the. Of the furniture, you know, turning becoming less human, um, the whole subplot of beasts learning to read, they, you know, they basically they have improved it in and kind of reduced some of those problematic aspects in ways that I appreciated. They've also f- uh, fleshed out things like be our guest is, is even longer and oh, bigger yeah. and grander. Gaston's song is even longer and bigger and grander. Um, you know, so those re- those real big moments that you're looking forward to seeing, they're gonna be big. They're gonna be as you as you're. As you imagine them, as you remember them, yeah, and then some, and more, yeah, yeah and exactly. Um, the plot, the plot points are 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 going to be fleshed out and and um, better realized mm-hmm. in such a way that the plot will actually land, yeah. in a way that it might not do if they just directly copied and pasted the movie's plot. Um, and the performances ultimately will 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 ultimately satisfy and or impress you. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think it's such a fun night out, and it will please anyone who goes see it. Who goes see it? Because I think it's for children, obviously, but also for adults, especially if you're our age, millennials growing up with Beauty and the Beast. But yeah. I think it's hard to be disappointed. Um, with this one, it's just it's just decent overall, you know. Yeah, it's very easy to recommend as a result. So you were right, Haggers. It is good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we don't do star ratings. Um, as Deborah implied no, at the top of the podcast on the, here on Strict View, we do not do star ratings. Uh, but if we did, what would you give it? If we did, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I know, I know, crazy world to to, to imagine ourselves in. But uh, I think um, probably four. I want to say yeah, four. I think because it still has like it has its, its odd things. I know I, we were quite complimentary of it, so it feels a bit odd to not give it more. But I think four is fair. Um, especially, I don't know, because I think it does the job. Um, it's telling a very old story that we Tales all know. all this time, some might say. I mean, some some do say it, in fact. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's... I don't know. I'm struggling to to justify why four and not five, I guess, because we've been so complimentary of I it. know why four... I would also give it four stars. Yeah, and why that? I know why, I know why, because it's a point we forgot to make that I wanted to bring up. Oh. Um, the, the, uh, the, uh, the additional songs, mostly not good. Yes, that is um, very true. Uh, so they need to pad it out a bit, and and yeah. this is what happens with every Disney show. They need to be padded out because obviously the the films don't have enough songs for a musical length uh, production, and they usually add new songs. And the new songs, more often than not, are a little bit dull. Yeah, Belle has. A song. I can't remember what she was singing about. She sang in her room 
I don't know, Sangha Wo was me song in a room and it was terrible. Like, yeah. really, yeah. really yeah. terrible. Yeah. Like, one of those, oh my god, are you going to sing, really? Like, one moments, which in a, th- in a musical is never good. Um, Beast has a, uh, ends this first act with a soliloquy, you know, the aria about, I, I don't know, it's, it's not good. <laughs> it's, it's, no, I think this is in the uh, film oh, as well. Oh, if she could love... It's, it's in the remake. The remake, yeah. the live action. And I and didn't like it there no, either. No, 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 it's, it's not. It's not a good song. And it's... No, it's just... Nah, bad. I just don't like it. It's like a bad version of Loving You Keep Me Alive from Dracula. Yeah, um, that's a... That's a... I think that's it. I think it's a... It gets a little long in that sense. The first half is very long. Uh, it's a very weird balancing thing. Doesn't necessarily... And he's not to... the main character. Yeah, she it's bellies. a lot. It's so a lot. to finish? Yeah, yeah, right. It doesn't make sense at the end of the first act. We are guessed to be better. Yeah. Um, I understand. Have it makes it. I think it makes sense to end the first act. And I even said when when it, it kept going after. I guess I even leaned over to Deborah and said it will end when she leaves. Because mm-hmm. t- the wolves will attack and then and then and then and then it'll end. But actually, it actually ended and then the wolves attack the opening of the second act. But it doesn't matter. I, I was more or less correct. But but so I understand from a dramatic point of view, Ian ending it when she leaves. But then just end it with you know him going get out or something I don't know yeah, yeah. don't end it with him giving a really underwhelming aria well because the song's not good as well no, so it's just kind no. of dull that's yeah the, that's yeah. the problem none of the, none of the new songs are good and that's why it's four I agree it's four stars four stars it is, it is recommended definitely worth seeing um, you know worth paying paying full price for not I don't mean pay 200 pounds but worth you know you worth paying Full price to sit in the upper circle, maybe for example, yeah. or even better, get Disney Day seats. Disney Day seats are the way to go with these, I think. They are quite pricey, um, yeah. so yeah, Disney Day seats. Go go use those, but definitely, the way to go. definitely worth seeing. I think it's a uh, it's for everyone. Everyone will enjoy it. Yeah, um, it's definitely a good one. Yeah, but do do please, you know. Uh, try to try to behave yourselves in the audience. <laughs> yes, I mean this is a problem with any Disney show, uh, and any show that is aimed at children. But children are not the only problems. It's not that they are kind of loud because children sometimes will talk when they shouldn't be talking, and they will sing along. But adults will are also singing along. Um, so yeah, this is probably people our generation. Uh, <laughs> um, so maybe the, don't the, 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 the ushers. I did t- have a chat with an usher who did lament at the the types of audiences that Disney shows unfortunately bring in which is people who who, who don't respect theatre etiquette yeah and look it's really quite bad we, we this, this is Chris is talking about because um, two I think two people were on their phones all the time throughout the, the first half entire show and I half. actually I actually saw the people behind them then complaining to an usher that they had it had really bothered them uh, and then ruined their experience, and they were sitting in good seats. It was a it was a large family. I assume they 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 couldn't have gone Disney Day seats because you can only buy two of those. So they probably pay for. I think you might be able to buy four, but yeah, they presumably didn't. Oh, maybe you can, but I think it was five or six yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah, no, it was quite. Um, many, yeah, yeah, and so, and so, so you are ruining the experience for other people. If you don't care about your money, and like the way you spend it, and if you're happy to go to spend like I don't know seventy, eighty pounds and just be on your phone, that's your prerogative. But then don't ruin it for 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 people around you because it will ruin for people around you and it, it did for those people and yeah. I I think the theatre were going to compensate them in some way from like the I last think, I, I kind of so. overheard. They seemed, they seemed very um, empathetic about the situation. Yeah, because they knew that those those two particular people. And were they being said very they were going to keep an eye on those people, but then those people never came back. Yeah. So they clearly didn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, well, quite yeah. But then don't be there. That's the thing, right? If you're just going to be on your phone, don't be there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, respect the actors on stage who are acting and can see your uh, your phone screen because it's quite bright. But also... The Even people... if the brightness is all the way down, yeah, it's, it's still a dark like, room. Remember, it's in, we are in darkness as the audience. They will be able to see it. But also... Light, light is... is, is uh, what's the word? Um, <laughs> pers- not perspective. Perspective. Um, proportionate. Yes, and <laughs> but also also respect the people around you. I think if, if you don't care about the actors... For some reason, because some people don't, I guess. But respect those around you, like your your peers in this sense, because that would be nice. Uh, and don't sing along too much. I mean, that's you know, don't, sing along, don't sing along at all. Yeah, there are, I mean, there, are paying... there are sing these things usually have sing along events. They do have sing along events. You are paying those actors to sing. Listen to them sing. They can do it better than you. <laughs> <laughs> well said. But yes, that's it for today. Um, four stars. Four De- stars, yeah. Definitely. But we don't me. give four stars. So we don't give star reviews. So like if, it, if we did, if we did. Exactly, know. if we did. So I guess what we can say is that we, we it gets a restricted view recommend. It uh, definitely does. Recommended by restricted view to go and see it. Uh, be it at London Palladium or Bristol, is where it's going to afterwards, I believe. In Dublin uh, then. Or in Dublin, yes. If you're, if you're a listener from Ireland. 
um, then feel free to go see it in the in the uh, Grand Canal Theatre, not the Borgash Theatre. You're confusing that people. That name you is just, stupid. You should use the it's new the, name. The big theatre at the Grand Canal. Um, <laughs> go see it. Which is not called um, the Grand Canal Theatre anymore. Oh, such a stupid name. The Borgash. Okay, this is it for us now. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, everyone. See more shows. Bye. Yes, and for sound, we have John Shivers. Who I actually thought did a good job. I can remember um, not struggling with the with sound design. Like usually, it happens a lot. As you, if you've been listening to the podcast, you will know that we found quite a lot of uh, trouble. Like we had quite a lot of trouble in the theater yeah, recently. So I think it was mostly good. There were definitely times when the balancing did need adjustment, mm-hmm. um, which, as seems to be the case always. always. But um, ha- you know, apart from that, it was it was actually it was it was good. And there were quite a few moments where sound effects were used. That were really spot on in, yeah, terms of, yeah. in terms of timing and judgment. Like a lot of things that really could have gone wrong, um, you know, that, that was done. Like um, Gaston uh, flicks a coin mm-hmm. at one point with a nice, nice, nice uh, metal flick sound. Um, That's just one example. There were a lot. There were a lot of sound effects that needed to be, you know, on cue, spot mm-hmm. on, and they were. Even I think the uh, they probably highlighted the clinking of the of the glasses and stuff I like want, that. Yeah, so so there were times when I was looking and I was like, those glasses didn't connect properly. Yes. Like they connect visually, but I'm like, I was I was like, yeah, that that's. I, I basically I just spent some of that song, of Gaston's song, trying to work out to what extent the clinking was 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 an effect and to what extent. I it think was it was real. an effect mostly. I also had that qu- like question mark over it. So the thing is, if it was an effect, it was done in. Brilliantly well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if it wasn't an effect, it was all, it was done brilliant. It was done. It was well, done well. Yeah. Regardless, it, but there were times when like only two people clinked rather than everybody, and I was like, it doesn't look like that. That wasn't a good connect. Like, don't get me wrong, they connect. It, it, they connected, and like so that the so that the audio effect matches the visual. But I'm I'm not believing that, that sound came from that clink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you would you would hear that if it was a small room if they yeah. people clink glasses, right? But not in a like theatre. Yeah. Unless exactly. they were very special. Unless they, they were they, the tankers were like percussion instruments or something. Oh well, they're like microphones inside or something I, like that. I, that's, <laughs> a lot, that's a lot of microphones. But um but anyway anyway it doesn't matter. The point is overall there were actually a lot of sound um there was actually a lot of sound finesse mm-hmm. that needed to be done, which was done brilliantly. Yeah, it was. So very the well slight balancing issues in the orchestra, you can totally forgive. I think it was very. I think overall, good, very good sound. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think uh, lastly of these um, more technical uh, aspects, we have Anne Hold Ward mm-hmm. as costume designer. Yep. And I think she delivered with everything that you expect to see when you go see a Disney show. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, only, the only thing I've written down, as always, for costumes is very impressive. But obviously, she did have a cheat sheet. She did, yes, she did, and like, but you can't really deviate from that. I feel with Disney shows, like you, you really, um, for I think for ad, for I mean, I say adults. For some adults, it would be fine to deviate. I think for some, uh, the nostalgia element would speak louder, and they would want to just see what they're used to. Um, I think it was clever. I think it was clever how they kind of worked around to making people look like furniture a little bit. Uh, so I think it was well done, but I agree with you. She was all, obviously there was, she she was limited to how uh, creative she could be. I think her creativity probably comes more from making the pieces work as different things. Because obviously, in an animated version, or uh, it, uh, you don't need you, you don't need costume to make uh, I don't know Mrs. Spots or, or something. You know? So she she had she kind of used clever things to make to make the characters look as they should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I say she had a cheat sheet, but you're quite right. For the furniture and whatnot, obviously, it's actually the opposite. She actually has a massive problem she has to solve. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is how to make humans look like animated furniture. Yeah. Um. So yeah, actually, for as for half the half of them were probably easy, but yeah, the other half, you're right, were, were actually probably quite tough. Mm. So yeah, I think overall very good. Yeah. The furniture pieces are are, are are do look great in fairness. Yeah, I enjoy seeing them too. <laughs> um. So overall thoughts, what do we actually think? Well, we mentioned I think it's greater than some of its parts. Um. You know, I mean, uh, having said that, we spoke, we did give you know pretty high praise to the sound, the lighting, um, and to, to certainly to some of the actors. And no, no one like you know I spoke harshly about Courtney Stapleton's vocals performance to some extent, but she wasn't terrible or anything. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it all comes together though. Ultimately, in my opinion, to be um, to be better as it better than some of its parts it is it is a is a, really, is a really really good show and. Probably the best Disney show I've ever seen. I agree with that. I definitely agree. It's the best Disney show I've ever seen. Um, if we do, we consider Mary Poppins to be a Disney show. No. Okay. Hasn't so got, hasn't got a princess. Okay. <laughs> hey, Mary Poppins is a princess. She's not. She's from Hogwarts. 
It's not the what? same thing. <laughs> it's, a whole, it's a whole theory that Hooray Poppins from Hogwarts. Okay, I missed that Reddit, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it's the best one I've seen. It's definitely better than Lion King, in my opinion. I find Lion King extremely overrated. It's better than Frozen, uh, but that could just be, uh, well, to me, it's generational, I think. Obviously, no, I Frozen, grew up... the stage show, is not as impressive as this. But it, it, I agree, and I think this one has better music as well. I think there's more songs that, I, that are more recognizable and just nicer than Frozen. Frozen has let it go, obviously. It has a, a couple of others that are really Yeah, big. I think you're right. I think Beauty and the Beast came out at a time when Disney just kind of always had really good music. Yeah. And Frozen kind of came out uh, as to stop kind of this, this downward spiral. Mm-hmm. But actually, we're pun- um, Tangled, Tangled, Tangled yeah. actually did that job. Hey, people controversial, Beast, controversial opinion. Tangled is better than Frozen. It is better, than, Fro- it is better than Frozen. <laughs> and it has better music. And I, I don't know why it didn't blow up in the same way. Mm. You know, it just didn't. But, um, Tangled and Frozen, you know, ultimately kind of stopped a, a kind of decline to mediocrity from 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 uh, Disney. Disney, yeah. Um, whereas Being the Beast, if I think Being the Beast would have been would have been the revolution that Frozen was had it come out at the same time. I think musically, I mean, it has some great numbers. You know, obviously, I actually don't particularly care for the main, the title song Being the Beast that much. I think mm-hmm. it's a bit it's a bit meh for me. But um, but it has other great numbers. You know, Gaston's yeah. song is great. Kill the Beast is great. Um, I'm trying to think what else there is. Uh, oh, um, uh, the Bell's opening song. Is yeah, the opening song is great. It's great. Yeah. Provincial yeah. Life, or it's called. I don't know what it's actually called, but yeah. it's a great song. Um, yeah, they're really good. Um, so, uh, yeah, so musically it is pretty strong. There are some new songs. Um, one of them, To Be Human Again, I know is actually a deleted scene from the movie. Hmm. Um, I've heard people say it was written for the show. It was not. It, okay. it was. Uh, it is not accurate. It was. It was. I have seen the scene. It's a good song too. Mm. Um, be our guest. Oh, be our guest. Be our guest. Obviously, the biggest one of the biggest and the one oh people God. were clearly waiting for. That went on so. It long. was a very long number, and I thought it was going to end the first act. It had, it had can cans. It had tapped. Oh my! Yeah, how did that? Not, yeah, was, I don't understand how it didn't end the first act. The first act is actually significantly longer than the second act. Of this it's, it's weirdly balanced. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, so it's it's yeah, so it is it is ultimately uh, very very you know mu- musically very strong, and the illusions in this in this production were incredibly strong as well. Yeah, you know the, be- the human turning into a beast and turning back again was all handled very very well. It's it's it, they, they they kept they continuously as I said draw the eye away from where the magic's going to happen, mm-hmm. so that you you tr- it tricks your brain just into thinking it happened before your eyes. Even yeah, it probably didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, mister classic classic misdirection. But um, I did overall very much enjoy it. Like some of the, I mean, like you know, we mentioned "Be Our Guest" or or um, the song Gaston's song as well. Like just incredible visual spectacles, lots of lots of phenomenal dancing. Yeah, I love Gaston's song. It was just great. "Be Our Guest" kept going every time I thought it was going to end. It just kept going. It was incredible. Uh, so yeah, I agree with that. And I was just uh, looking up here uh, just out of curiosity that "Beauty and the Beast" actually came out in 1992. Yeah. And it's very much kind of the uh, the. Um, uh, re-emergence of Disney as a Disney Renaissance, as they call yeah, it. it is. Yeah, so so this we have we have Little Mermaid and we have Beauty and the Beast. So like this is the Lion movie, King, the, the, Lion King. Yeah, exactly. And the, these are the ones that we we would have grown up with. Yeah, and these right? are all the ones that now, well, except for Frozen, are the ones that make up all the West End shows, right? That is very true. Yeah, apart from Little Mermaid. That might be a bit difficult. Uh, ah, I'm sure you could do something. It'll happen one day. <laughs> it will happen one day. Yes. They're, they're doing a live action movie now, so you never know. Yeah. If anyone there um, watches Only Murders in the Building, you will remember that the theatre director guy wanted to do a mermaid show on, the, in, well, didn't, but, on Broadway and it did but, not work but, out. But not the Little Mermaid musical, I take it. No, it wasn't, but it was basically, but it basically was kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, that's kind of his downfall. So anyway. Uh, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, yeah, so I, I think it's my favourite one. I like Beauty and the Beast as a story, despite its problems. Obviously, nowadays, we look at ba- we look back at Disney stories and we're like, oh, this is a little bit problematic. But uh, nostal- nostalgia-wise... Well, it's, it, it's worth mentioning. Sorry, you can finish what you said. I think it's I just like, it kind of... Um, still, it still works to some extent. Um, and it's just... Well, the, the, the only problematic issue in Beauty and the Beast is is that... Um, is, the, is the whole Stockholm Syndrome thing, right? But I do think they they the, the stage show actually does improve upon that. Mm-hmm. Um, he they they their first of all their relationship actually builds over time. There's this whole subplot of him teaching her of the of of uh, Bell. Uh, I thought it was going to be teaching him to read, but actually she doesn't. She just teaches she reads the stories to him. Yeah. which I thought was a bit odd. I thought I guess maybe it's, maybe it's implied he's learning to read throughout. You know, 
I think he starts process. reading afterwards as well a little bit. I can't, but, yeah. but, but basically, he the, she introduces him to the whole concept of, of escapism, basically. Yeah. In fiction. Yeah. Um, he said he has a, he has a brief monologue about how he didn't understand. He never never knew stories could do this to you. Um, so she they do have this. You know, he he gives the library to her, and then in, in the film, that's just the kind of it. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost mm-hmm. like a bribe. Whereas in, I mean... the, in, the, in this, um, in this, then she's actually kind of saddened to hear that he never he didn't learn to read properly yeah um, yeah because he because he has all these books that he never read yeah and to her that's just bizarre because she only has a she only has access to a few books in the beginning yeah. of the story and it's actually even kind of reiterated that when she goes to, to i think it's she, kind of a she rereads the same she books. rereads the same books because that's all they have you yeah. know so it's just it's a nice little um moment and, and it goes on for quite some time as well mm-hmm. they're, actually, their they're actually on stage reading together in the background for quite a prolonged period of time mm-hmm. there's there's a significantly greater build-up of their relationship um and and i'm trying to remember why because was that the only thing that made the stockholm syndrome hit less because i because it, it, i thought there was he tells her to go as well i can't remember if that he, happens he does, in the original no, he one. does yeah he, t- yeah he always tells her to go yeah um but uh I'm trying. I I I don't know, but it it, it, it could it could also just be subtle little changes, little you know other subtle changes that I can't put my finger on. But overall, it doesn't feel as kidnappy. <laughs> no, know? it feels it feels a little less kidnappy than the original, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like it feels it feels because um it feels you know he imprisons the father and then essentially for trespassing, which you know is isn't you know it's a bit of extreme, but but it is what it is, and then it's almost contractual. The, the 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 chain you know uh, yeah 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 the way that he they, they, they swap places yes and I yeah. think I think that's the other thing he he um he uh in the film I think Lumiere and Cogsworth to, to tell it say no but give her a proper room mm-hmm. rather than the prison I think he thought of it and he says do you want to stay here then fall and if not fall me kind yeah of, yeah. Uh, um, and also, I think uh, you know, with you know, with a an, an adult, an, you know, it's an adult take on it to be like, oh, it's Stockholm syndrome, but it's an even more adult take on it than to be able to think, yeah, but Beast wants to not be a beast anymore, and this is his only way out. Yes, you also kind of have to think of that as well. Like I, I was trying to think of that and focus on that a little bit when I was um, seeing the show, yeah. and how like he's this is he's Could- looking at this woman, and she's his only like his last chance to potentially not be that forever, and not just yeah. him. Everyone else who lives in the house, and he's given up hope in the film entirely. It is completely the um, the furniture's uh, idea, the house staff's idea that she could be the one. Mm-hmm. Whereas he actually does vocally think that, yeah, um, yeah from yeah. the start in this, yeah. Um, so I think that's it. He's yes, he's doing wrong by her, but but he's acting selfishly. And he's actually acting in a self interested way, but um, you know, to a certain extent, understandably. Mm. You know, he doesn't actually want to, his his goal isn't to hurt her or to deprive even deprive her of her freedom. His goal is to break the spell. Yeah, yeah, and not just for himself, even though it is selfish and self interested, as you said, but it's also for the rest of the staff. Yes, because I think there is a, there is this guilt as well that you know yeah. they are they are like that because of him. Because there should was, be, yeah, yeah, it most likely is, and then, yeah, exactly, quite right. Um, and therefore, I do think as a result, it isn't problematic in the same way that some other Disney older Disney stories mm, are. Mm. I mean, I guess the other problematic thing is, you could argue, is Gaston's behavior. But Gaston's behavior is not endorsed. Like, no, he, he's 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 yeah. Like you, it's not a problem to you can't you can you can depict unpleasant men. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 loses ultimately because of it. He does. Although yeah. I've always been a secret Gaston fan. I do like Gaston. <laughs> but well, the thing is, actually, I found he came across in this a bit worse. Maybe I haven't seen the film in a long. You know, well, oh, he comes across worse in this, definitely. I oh, he think. does. Okay, good. I think he does. Good. Yeah. Well, I don't. Again, as as much as like, same it, as you, I haven't seen the film in a long time. But I, he does come across as worse in his sexism and the way exactly. he talks to Belle. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, I it's, so. uh, there's some of it that is a little less played for. Obviously, played for for laughs. Uh, a lot of the time but like if it's a little bit more serious there's more of it maybe just in this you know with their modern sensibilities they didn't want to play them for laugh. they wanted to kind of not play it for laughs so much that if mm-hmm. he says it he says it and that's yeah, you know, yeah 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 you know don't shy away from the fact that he's like that but don't play it for laughs maybe but regardless um of uh, um i found that uh in the original film you see i kind of i do feel a bit sorry for gaston because because um insofar as if you find out that this monster lives, in, you know, down the road from you, you, I, I can, I understand his logic and wanting to kill it. I think the reason, I think I'm not sure. Again, I'm not sure in the original what's his reasoning because in this, it kind of they make it look as if he's just doing it for fun, because he can kill the biggest monster. 
Yeah, exactly. Whereas in the film, not yeah, because in, the monster in, is in, a in threat. In the film, when he sees the beast, obviously the, the magic mirror doesn't show us anything in yeah. the stage show. When he sees the magic mirror, he does his like his it's it's, it's well animated. I guess his face expression changes mm-hmm. dramatically. From for, uh, into what the oh my god what is that yeah but you in this but in know? this in this I think I remember thinking this at the time they kind of play it to be like oh he's actually um, just doing it because he wants to, sh- to show people that he is the strongest and the best yeah well yeah. I think I think he has sounder motivations in the film personally yeah but I think it, I think it makes I think it makes more sense to make yeah. him to make him less likable in that sense. In this, it makes sense because otherwise you get the, you know you, you get people like me who are like no Gaston wasn't too bad really, but um, <laughs> it's but just because his song is fun that's why you think that. I also I, I just I just I just I think he's a bit hard done by in the film. I don't think he deserves to die. I'm always, I was always sad when Gaston died. Chris, he says film. women shouldn't read. He, he says in the film actually as he well. He does, yeah. yeah he's fine. just he's just un, he's, he's just uneducated. He's a he's an uneducated, uneducated man of his time and and, no. and all that. <laughs> no, no, he's right. He doesn't sort of die for saying it, does he? <laughs> I actually was very disappointed. Cause obviously, Deborah reads a lot, as you may know, and I was very disappointed when we were in Disney World that I actually said to Gaston. I, I was a bit disappointed in the actor playing him because I thought he should know his character better. I said to him, "So I've got a problem, Gaston. This, my, my, this is Deborah. She, she, she's always reading. Um, yes. you know, what do you have any advice?" And he said, "He said his answer was, oh, as long as she reads books about me, it's okay.'" I think it's well. I think this is. A, I agree. It's a little disappointing as an adult, but I think they. I think they have things they can and cannot say, and I yeah, assume yeah. that Gaston just not is not allowed to say "don't read" to children because <laughs> that's such a bad message. You no know, one else could hear. It was our. It was our photo shoot with him. No, I know, but it's easier if he. It's easier if he just applies the same rule to yeah, everyone, yeah, sure, right? Because sure, sure. otherwise, he kind of you know, it's a bit harder for the actor. But anyway, point is, uh, Gaston <laughs> is is more of a villain of this, which I think probably does work. Um, yeah, and, I think it does. And um, the other subtle change, there are other subtle changes. There's a subplot added of the how the the how the the, the furniture, you know, Lumiere, Cogsworth, etc., are progressively turning into into what into. Um, I thought that was always the case. No, that's not. It. No, no, no. The whole thing about Cogsworth getting a wind up on the back that's that's all new. Mm. Is to add this ticking clock element, maybe because you can't see the petals and the rose properly. They don't right, actually yeah, yeah. talk about that very much. So there's an, instead, Cogsworth um, comes in at one point and he's, he's turned into more of a clock. Um, also adds to the sense that it's quite important that they fall, the two of them fall in love to yes. reverse the spell. That's what I'm saying, the timer. Yeah, yeah exactly. it, it, it adds to the urgency of, of, that, yeah. of Beast's... Um, why, why he acts the way he acts. The, you know, it's it's quite urgent. It's quite immediate. It needs to be done soon. Yeah. You know, it's not obviously is keeping a prisoner, but it also kind of adds to the. <laughs> but he's not. He doesn't keep a prisoner for very long. He even no, says when no. he lets her go, "You haven't been my prisoner for a long time," which maybe you should have said that. But yep. <laughs> but, but in his head, maybe she never was a prisoner. No. Look, you can you can you can you can look at it in whatever way you want, I guess. But overall, basically, they have made subtle changes which um, dramatically improve it. As I said, the ticking clock aspect of the. Of the furniture, you know, turning becoming less human, um, the whole subplot of Beast learning to read, they, you know, they basically they have improved it in and kind of reduced some of those problematic aspects in ways that I appreciated. They've also f- uh, fleshed out things like Be Our Guest is, is even longer and oh, bigger yeah. and grander. Gaston's song is even longer and bigger and grander. Um, you know, so those re- those real big moments that you're looking forward to seeing, they're gonna be big. They're gonna be as you as you're. As you imagine them, as you remember them, yeah, and then some, and more, yeah, yeah and exactly. Um, the plot, the plot points are 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 going to be fleshed out and and um, better realized mm-hmm. in such a way that the plot will actually land, yeah. in a way that it might not do if they just directly copied and pasted the movie's plot. Um, and the performances ultimately will 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 ultimately satisfy and or impress you. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think it's such a fun night out, and it will please anyone who goes see it. Who goes see it? Because I think it's for children, obviously, but also for adults, especially if you're our age, millennials growing up with Beauty and the Beast. But yeah. I think it's hard to be disappointed. Um, with this one, it's just it's just decent overall, you know. Yeah, it's very easy to recommend as a result. So you were right, Haggers. It is good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we don't do star ratings. Um, as Deborah implied no, at the top of the podcast on the, here on Strict View, we do not do star ratings. Uh, but if we did, what would you give it? If we did, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I know, I know, crazy world to to, to imagine ourselves in. But uh, I think um, probably four. I want to say, yeah, four. I think because it still has like it has its, its 
odd things. I know I were quite complimentary of it, so it feels a bit odd to not give him more. But I think four is fair. Um, especially, I don't know, because I think it does the job. Um, it's telling a very old story that we Tell all know. Tell us all this time, some might say. I mean, some some do say it, in fact. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's... I don't know. I'm struggling to, to justify why four and not five, I guess, because we've been so complimentary of I it. know why four... I would also give it four stars. Yeah, and why that? I know why, I know why, because it's a point we forgot to make that I wanted to bring up. Oh. Um, the, the, uh, the, uh, the additional songs, mostly not good. Yes, that is um, very true. Uh, so they need to pad it out a bit, and, and yeah. this is what happens with every Disney show. They need to be padded out because obviously the the films don't have enough songs for a musical length uh, production, and they usually add new songs. And the new songs, more often than not, are a little bit dull. Yeah, Belle has. A song. I can't remember what she was singing about. She sang in her room. I don't know. She sang a "What Was Me" song in her room, and it was terrible. Like, yeah, really, yeah, really yeah, terrible. Yeah. Like one of those. Oh my god, are you gonna sing really? Like what moments? Which in a, th- in a musical is never good. Um, Beast has a uh, ends this first act with the, the you know the aria about I, I don't know it's not good. <laughs> it's, it's, no, I think this is in the uh, film oh, as well. If she could love it's it's in the remake. The remake of yeah. live action. And I and didn't like it there no, either. No, 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 it's not. It's not, not good. a good song, and it's no, it's just nah, bad. I just don't like it. It's like a bad version of "Loving You Keeps Me Alive" from Dracula. Yeah, um, that's a that's a. I think that's it. I think it's a. It gets a little long in that sense. The first half is very long. Uh, that's a very weird balancing thing. Doesn't necessarily. And enough he's not to... the main character. Yeah, she it's a lot. It's so a lot. Is... to finish. Yeah, 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 right. It doesn't make sense at the end of the first act. We are guessed to be better. Yeah. Um, I understand. Have it makes it. I think it makes sense to end the first act. And I even said when when they, they kept going after. I guess I even leaned over to Deborah and said it will end when she leaves. Because mm-hmm. t- the wolves will attack and then and then. And then and then it'll end. But actually, it actually ended, and then the wolves attacked the opening of the second act. But it doesn't matter. I, I more or less correct. But but so I understand from a dramatic point of view, Ian ending it when she leaves. But then just end it with you know him going get out or something. I don't know. Yeah. Don't end it with him giving a really underwhelming aria. Well, because the song's not good, is it? No, so it's just kind of dull. That's yeah, the, that's yeah. the problem. None of the, none of the new songs are good, and that's why it's four. I agree. It's four stars. Four stars. It is it is recommended. Definitely worth seeing. Um, you know, worth paying paying full price for not. I don't mean pay two hundred pounds, but but worth you know, you worth paying full price to sit in the upper circle, maybe for example, yeah. or even better, get Disney Day seats. Disney Day seats are the way to go with these, I think. They are quite pricey. Um, yeah. so yeah, Disney Day seats. Go go use those, but definitely definitely worth seeing. I think it's a uh, it's for everyone. Everyone will enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a good one. Yeah, but do do please you know. Uh, try to try to behave yourselves in the audience. <laughs> yes, I mean this is a problem with any Disney show uh, and any show that is aimed at children. But children are not the only problems. It's not that they are kind of loud because children sometimes will talk when they shouldn't be talking and they will sing along. But adults were also singing along. Um, so yeah, this is probably people our generation. Uh, <laughs> um, so maybe the, don't. The, 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 the ushers. I did t- have a chat with an usher who did lament at the the types of audiences that Disney shows unfortunately bring in which is people who who, who don't respect theatre etiquette yeah and look it's really quite bad we, we this, this is Chris is talking about because um, two I think two people were on their phones all the time throughout the, the first half entire show and I actually I actually saw the people behind them then complaining to an usher that they had it had really bothered them uh, and then ruined their experience, and they were sitting in good seats. It was a it was a large family. I assume they 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 couldn't have gone Disney Day seats because you can only buy two of those. So they probably paid for. I think you might be able to buy four, but yeah, they presumably didn't. Oh, maybe you can, but I think it was five or six yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah, no, it was quite. Um, many, yeah, yeah, and so, and so so you are ruining the experience for other people if you don't care about your money. And like the way you spend it, and if you're happy to go to spend like I don't know seventy, eighty pounds and just be on your phone, that's your prerogative. But then don't ruin it for 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 people around you because it will ruin for people around you and it, it did for those people and yeah. I I think the theatre were going to compensate them in some way from like the I last think, I, I kind of so. overheard. They seemed, they seemed very um, empathetic about the situation. Yeah, because they knew that those those two particular people. And were they being said very they were going to keep an eye on those people, but then those people never came back. Yeah. So they clearly didn't want to be there. Yeah, well, quite. Yeah. <laughs> 
But then don't be there. That's the thing, right? If you're just going to be on your phone, don't be there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, respect the actors on stage who are acting and can see your uh, your phone screen because it's quite bright. But also... The Even people... if the brightness is all the way down, yeah, it's, it's still a dark like, room. Remember, it's in, we are in darkness as the audience. They will be able to see it. But also... Light, light is... is, is uh, what's the word? Um, <laughs> pers- not perspective. Perspective. Um, proportionate. Yes, and but also also respect the people around you. I think if, if you don't care about the actors for some reason because some people don't I guess but respect those around you like your your peers in this sense because that would be nice uh, and don't sing along too much I mean that's you know, don't, sing along, don't sing along at all yeah there are single these things usually have sing-along events they do have sing-along events you are paying those actors to sing listen to them sing they can do it better than you <laughs> <laughs> well said but yes that's it for today um, four stars four De- stars yeah definitely but we don't me. give four stars so we don't give star reviews so like if, it, if we did if we did yeah. exactly if we did so I guess what we can say is that we, we it gets a restricted view recommend it uh, definitely does recommended by restricted view to go and see it uh, be it at London Palladium or Bristol is where it's going to afterwards I believe in Dublin uh, then or in Dublin yes if you're if you're a listener from Ireland um, then feel free to go see it in the in the uh, Grand Canal Theatre, not the Bordgash Theatre. You're confusing that people. That name you is just, stupid. You should use the it's new the, name. The big theatre at the Grand Canal. Um, <laughs> go see it. Which is not called um, the Grand Canal Theatre anymore. Oh, such a stupid name, the Bordgash. Okay, this is it for us now. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, everyone.